This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. In the spring of 1961, at the end of my freshman year in college, a friend and I drove east from Iowa to Colorado Springs. I visited my first coffee shop. The Black Cat was a folk-singing coffee shop in the downtown. The Chad Mitchell Trio singers even sang there one night. Chad wasn't with him, but I loved to hear the banjo player and the atmosphere, dark, friendly, and quiet. I had never been a coffee drinker, but it was there that the habit started to develop. I had never been inside a coffee shop. I had only heard of coffee shops in Greenwich Village or Berkeley. Things have changed. For over 25 years, it's been a rare day that we haven't visited a coffee shop. We are part of the coffee culture. Every day we sit in a shop somewhere and enjoy the ambiance as well as the caffeine. I like to think of it as part of my civic duty. A few years ago, I kept track of little insignificant things that we do in our daily life. One of the items I decided to follow was our coffee expenses for one year. It came to over $3,500. I'm sure it's more today. The price of coffee's gone up. The number seems outrageous. But when I think of how much joy these visits bring to our life, it seems like a most reasonable expense. And what do we get from our daily coffee shop habit? We get an hour each day in the late afternoon in which to sit down and read the paper, do the crossword puzzle, have conversation with friends, or meet new people with whom we might strike up a conversation. We also enjoy the different styles and tastes in music and art that are creations of the various shop owners. These places tend to be where young people gather, and it's good for us older retired people to remain in contact. On a recent road trip, we tried to discover the local interpretation of what a coffee shop should be. We avoided chains. We always sought out a locally owned establishment. We found some real beauties. City Lights, just a few blocks south of the Capitol in Austin, was a great find. The floor was concrete, the ceiling was high, the clientele was a mix of business folks, office workers, and bike messengers. That's one hint of a good shop. If you find bike messengers lingering outside a coffee shop, that's the one to try. The Tour des Saints in New Orleans was another outstanding shop. The owner, Jill Marshall, was so very friendly and talented. We were so surprised and delighted to find that she had lived for many years just a few blocks away from us in Bellingham, Washington, small world. The coffee and food brought in a steady streams of locals, who all seemed to be very pleased to be there. Her shop was in the neighborhood of Algiers Point, just a few blocks from where we were staying. We sometimes visited twice a day. Part of the country still shy of providing good coffee shops. However, we did manage to find one each day, no matter the location. Sometimes we had to drive a bit out of our way. One time it was 45 miles. It was a good coffee shop in Silver City, New Mexico. We loved it and decided to stay the night. Another shop that stays in my mind was one called Coffee Cat, that's with a K, in Easton, Maryland. 
the sunlight comes in the windows the yellow and green colors and the delicious coffee combine to make it a memorable stop the owner liked my enthusiasm for the shop so much that on our second stop in one day she gave me a coffee mug that they sold for ten dollars but let's just talk of good coffee we find the very best right where we live the pacific northwest I'm writing this in a shop that we consider having the very best coffee, Cuckoo Coffee, in downtown Vancouver. Michael, the owner, just showed me his new $2,000 Italian coffee grinder. It makes a real difference in the taste. They use Torelli coffee. It comes from a local roaster in Vancouver. He claims that the relationship between the owner and the roaster is very important to serve the customer just exactly what they want. Cuckoo's has a La Marzocco espresso machine. It's all handmade and comes from Florence, Italy. Michael had it painted Ferrari yellow because he had always dreamed of having a Ferrari. He and his help take great pains to serve a perfectly prepared cup. Each is artistically created. They move ever so carefully in the preparation and the serving. There are five coffee shops within 50 yards of where I sit. You can't get a bad cup of coffee in this part of town. It's the heart of the coffee culture in Vancouver. When we're in Bellingham, we split our business. Tony's Coffee Shop in the Fairhaven neighborhood is one. It has been there since before we moved to town, which was 20-some-odd years ago. It has a corner location and is in an old building that dates back more than a hundred years. The floor is old fur and the chairs and tables are old and rickety. Robin, the owner, also runs the adjoining restaurant. The baristas are friendly and competent. We like this shop for the good coffee and the likelihood of running into friends and acquaintances with whom we can chat. The building boasts a wood stove and has windows that look out onto the main intersection and affords a good view of the goings and comings in the neighborhood. Our other favorite shop is in the firehouse, just a bit off the main drag. It used to be a real fire station with trucks, ladders, and men who risked their lives. Modern times called for a newer station, and the older one became a coffee shop performing arts center. The old truck bays became a great theater with wood floors and stadium seating that pulls up to the roof when not in use. Ingenious. The locals like this place. It is small and has a huge fireplace that burns real logs on cold, damp, wet days. They bake all their condiments right there, and the odors are always heavenly. We're lucky to have this place in our town. A person could do something else with an hour of their life each day that may be more productive, but I'm not sure they could do anything that would be more enjoyable. It's a great way to ensure some sense of civility and a little pick-me-up in the late afternoon. Retirement should include some time for indulgence. Bertrand Russell, the great British mathematician and philosopher, once said, The time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. This is Retirement Talk with something to think about. 
If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.